story of Agnes Heller, who is a Jewish survivor in the Holocaust. At Agnes Heller's interview, which took place in 2003, she was 70 years old. She was born in Budapest, Hungary on July 16, 1933. She lived in Holland, Hungary for most of her life. She spoke many languages such as German, English, and Hungarian. She and her family lived a very pleasant life. Her father was a well-known attorney and had many connections with many people. Her mother was very kind and also well-respected. Her sister was very sweet to Agnes and they both got along very well. They lived in an apartment which included a nice office space where her father would do his work. They also had a very spacious living room where Agnes and her sister would play. Her grandparents lived not too far from them and every year all of her mother's side of the family would go to go to her grandparents' apartment where they would make wine because of the building where her grandparents lived, it was also a place to make wine. They all go up there and have such a great have a great time with each other. Agnes was very close to her grandparents and they treated her as what they told her as their golden child. Agnes was Jewish, but she was never taught much in the of the religion. She went to a church school which, which, uh, where she took classes with even non-Jewish kids and she was very advanced in mathematics. Agnes was 10 when the invasion began, uh, began on March 19, 1944. Later in 1944, Operation Overlord happened on June 6. And all Jews were ordered to go home. She and her mother went home and her father was not worried because as, as I said before her father was well respected was was respected and had many connections with many people. Agnes home became a safe house for all Jews because of her father's status. After the Germans invaded Holland all Jews had to start wearing yellow stars when they left their homes. Agnes' rel- Agnes's relatives were all sent into the ghettos with, in, within Budapest. Her grandmother had diabetes and she died on the way to the camp. On the other hand, her grandfather was much healthier and went to a gas chamber along with her great uncle. Her cousins, her cousin and her aunt had both died in the forced labor camps. Her, fa- her uncle survived the forced labor camps, but she, her family did not find out until after the war. Agnes was taken onto a stage where, with many other children who were all Jewish as well. Her father had given Agnes 1,000 math problems to keep her busy. While she was, while she was with the, with what they called, called the gamekeeper, Agnes felt safe and didn't feel in danger while she was there. She did wonder sometimes where her sister went because she had not heard from her sister or her mother, her her parents or her sister in weeks. 
But one night, Agnes went downstairs for a drink of warm milk. When she got downstairs, she was shocked. She was in shock. She saw her parents in the kitchen hiding. Her parents told Agnes that they have been in the pantry all day and all night for weeks. They hid there because the gamekeeper does not doesn't want to advertise adults. But when the air cross parties became empowered in September, the gamekeeper gave Agnes and her parents exactly twenty four hours to get out. While they were running, they had to be careful because aircraft parties would come down to the ground from time to time. Her father took Agnes to one of her good, one of his good friends, that took her in. It was a long walk because they lived near the, the Isabel Ring, which wasn't near Holland. Jeremiah Holmes was also a well-known attorney, and he and his wife saved Agnes at the time. Agnes felt welcome when she arrived, and they both treated her like family. Agnes felt protected because the homies would wouldn't let people ask her questions about if she is hiding from the Germans. Now, now she lived a carefree life with them, as she said. But as she said, but the homies got scared one time. So Agnes was home alone, and there was an. A knock, a door knock, and they told her not to open the door for anyone. An SS soldier be- came to the door and t- told her to open up, thinking the homies were home. Agnes panicked and hid in her bed, pretending to be asleep until they left. Minutes later, they left. And Agnes felt relieved. Once the homies got home, Agnes told them. What happened, and that was the last day they ever let Agnes out of her sight. In December, on Christmas Eve, 1944, there was a bombing on the town where they li- where they were living. Homie, the homies took Agnes to the bunker, and they stayed there with many other people who were who were trying to stay safe as well. Agnes began to worry about her parents and her sister. It was then that the homies told her that her parents were okay and were staying with another couple, couple's home, and that her sister was okay. The bombing lasted from December twenty fourth to February thirteenth, nineteen forty five. The bombing was led by the Soviet, led the Soviet to victory. After the bombing stopped in January, Agnes's parents had left Agnes to, in the homies' care because their apartment was destroyed from the bombing. Once um, they, once the apartment was rebuilt, mostly her parents came back to get her daughter to get their daughter after weeks without her. Agnes didn't say goodbye to the homies, but so long, as in saying until we meet again. Agnes and her parents 
went back to the apartment, and shortly after, her sister arrived, and then they were all back together. Once the bombing ended, the streets were lined with dead horses, which people would cut up for meat for food. Cut up the meat for food. Agnes's mother thought that wasn't an option. They would only eat the canned goods that they stored before the bombing. Her father went into the country to get more food. He had heard that people are, were selling food, food up there, up there. But to get there was much harder. When you walk to the market and get stopped by a Nessa soldier, and do not hand over your watch. You may be shot, get shot and killed if you don't. Luckily, her father made it back alive with more food for them to enjoy. In April 1945, the Soviet troops had gotten rid of all Nazis within Hungary. Once the Nazis were out of Hungary, the government moved from Debrecen to Budapest. Later, there was a second government expanded provisional National Assembly, which remained in power and in power till November fifteenth, nineteen forty-five. After the war, Agnes's father wanted them to move to America, but her mother wasn't on board. With it, because Budapest is where she grew up, and she was very close with her, to her family. Her father really liked America, and had arranged for them to move there. But weeks passed. Agnes got got polio and got very ill. She was supposed to go to a boarding school in England, but that that had gotten postponed. For months, after the Russians came to Hungary and put up a monument that was a lie and a disgust to, to some people, her father says said we're leaving. Her father got them some visas, and they were off to America. She and her family went to live in New York. Agnes's story really told me hope. Can prevail even in the toughest of times. When she lost her sister, she wasn't concerned, and she, and that I think shows that you sometimes have to look for the bright side and not worry about the past. But when the bombing happened, she got scared for her parents and her sister. She was scared because they were her. Fa- they are her family. When your parents, when her parents came back to get her, came to get her, they t- showed that family comes first, and that is something you can never, you can't put a price on. And that's the story of Agnes Heller. Hope you enjoyed it. And I'm Sophie Thompson. Thanks for listening. Goodbye now.